Coming up this week, hopefully we can spill some tea today. All people get to see is the tip of an iceberg. Relationships are not pretty all the time. All watch Corsica, you all saw how crazy it was. People have been slain. <laughs> I have some questions for you. The healing part hasn't been as public. And that is where things started to break down. This one subject has been the hardest thing we've been through. It can be a beautiful mess. I've never felt jealousy before. I don't know who's gonna walk through that bloody door. Are you that insecure? It almost doesn't make sense monogam-ish because I thought wow my life's crumbling apart around on me. TV on TV <laughs> I was like damn you are listening to the son of a bitch podcast with your host Christina Lennon and Joel Mignot oh we are back for another week and another mm -hmm. episode of son of a bitch podcast we are I am with Christina Lennon Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are drinking... Peach and lychee spritz. Peach and lychee spritz. Lychee. <laughs> lychee. I've already had two. You have to be careful with your... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a cobweb. So. No, I don't mean that. I mean your uh, intestines. Oh, after what? what you did to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went to Morrison's yesterday. Oh, uh, you're going to we hold went, this against we me for the rest of my life. We went yesterday and Joel farted. Past wind. I thought, let me do something polite and let me pass wind before we exit the car. <laughs> Hopefully it would have, you know, vanished by the time <laughs> we got back. But it actually accelerated the smell <laughs> particles. We went shopping, <laughs> came back to the car, and both of us as we got in were like... <laughs> the most horrific, pungent smell ever. And the heat had, like... <laughs> fermented the <laughs> shit particles and Joel, it just, that is just was... how you smell normally oh, I think you just... do you know when you actually step away from your own stink and then return to it i was like fuck me i Thank I, you. i'm rotten exactly. but i blame i blame the heat in the car you know fermenting. yeah i do i just blame your rotten ass bowels, yeah <laughs> It was horrific. Well, I am your son, Mum. I must have got it from somewhere. It wasn't me, not my side. <laughs> he only got the good looks from my side. <laughs> so, Made in Chelsea's back on TV. How are you I feeling know. about that? Wow, girl. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a wild ride. Um, mm. Hopefully, we can spill some tea today and inform you all on mm. what is really going on. People have had loads of questions. I mean, I've got questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm bloody sure uh, you do. That's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> is she okay? I have some questions for you. Do you know what? I get messages all the time in my inbox. Mm. And the thing is with the show, of course, you know, we are showing our relationship. But all people get to see is the tip of an iceberg. We spend a couple of hours filming but like we live our lives every day mm. every minute every moment like there's only so much you guys can see at home it's hard to get the full scope and picture on such a short form of in mm. information yeah so hopefully today we can uncover mm. the real tea first of all why did you even decide to do made in chelsea obviously when i met robbie Robbie was already on the show and us getting together, you know, it was part of a condition like you are getting with me. This is part of my life and I would respect you if you, you know, if you were on the show with me, like mm. it's a condition. Yeah. So I was a bit like hesitant to go on at first, mm. but then I was just like, do you know what? Why not? Mm. I think for me, what I've always, you know, treasured is vulnerability and honesty. And I was at a stage in my life where I was like, why not just do it? We are a young gay couple on a straight show. And for me, being visible in that space is very important. Mm. So I was like, why the hell not? So you wanted to, you had a message to push as well with the... I think it a, just... An agenda. The agenda is being ourselves. Hmm. It's like we are... Representing. Yeah, we're representing. I, I don't know, it's a, it's a weird one because you are being your authentic self but then you are a persona and people see you as these characters mm. does that make sense i think that's where the confusion comes in because a lot yeah. of people think is it scripted is it real yeah and the truth is i want to say obviously it's, it's real it's real yeah it's real but the pain you are feeling the is pain, real. The pain that you feel is real, but this is what I want to, you know, tell people is like you are filming about 
your issues, but you're not filming about them in real time. You are going back to them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Some of it's real time, but most of it's... Most of it. But it's like you're talking about what's already occurred mm. most of the time. Mm. So that in itself has its own impact. Because you heal from something, work through something, Bitch. and then with whip that scab off. The scab has, <laughs> you know, been swifted off and the salt has been shoved in. Yeah, you have to rehash it. And that's hard on a relationship. And as well, when, when the show then airs, like... You go through it again. 12 weeks later or whatever it may everyone's be. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got opinion and then you've got to relive the situation. And, I mean, that's part of why Robbie's not here, isn't it? He... Yeah. I think I was worried that everybody thinks that you speak for Robbie. But I'm he's not... not here. No. And he's happy. We've all had a chat with Robbie Yeah, yeah, we spoke to Robbie. And he's happy for you. To speak. I think people don't realise that, you know, they see, they see and they form opinions mm. based on the, I mean, what do they see? A 30 second clip yeah. of it. And then they're like, oh, he's doing, and they have to try and, they can't read between between the lines. So no. they guess and they are, they're all guessing wrong. They're all yep. supposing, we've heard everything from, you know, Robbie's the bad one, you're the bad yep. one. Nobody's the bad one. You're just two people. Figuring shit out. Yeah. And so, like, let's set the scene here. Like, mm. we obviously had expressed, you know, some interest in open relationships on the show previously. And then we go into Corsica and then there Geronimo is with Jane. So you hadn't met him before? We had, that was one of the questions. We hadn't met him before. Mm -hmm. And... Obviously, he'd come with Jane, and Jane was invited by Miles. Mm. And they were previously on a Parisian um, TV reality show together. Mm -hmm. That was a similar concept. It was kind of like Love Island slash Big Brother vibes. Mm -hmm. um, so they were used to the structure of reality TV. Mm. And so then when we met Geronimo, we, me and Robbie both found him attractive, and we are like, this is something interesting. We told the producers, like... Let's explore this. Like, mm. I obviously think they had some idea, like, what would happen. Let's chuck an attractive male in the mix. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> and that's when we brought on the queer specialist, the, the therapist. We asked production for that because we were like, we don't know what we're doing. We want to make sure this is represented in the most healthy, positive way on TV. I had my own reservations. I was, you know... I've had to work a lot on my sexual confidence and stuff and like I really didn't want it to move too quick. But it moved very slowly. Like on the show it looks like it moved so quickly. <laughs> yeah, but you met and that was there wham, bam. That's done. it. We're there for three and a half weeks with nothing to do. And so it moved very slowly and it was nice. And we were checking in with our therapist and um making sure Geronimo felt safe, making sure we all felt safe and like step by step. There was like increments, like we learned how to warm up the room, for example. And that concept comes from making sure you lean on what your love languages are. For example, my love language is like caretaking. acts of service, caretaking. Mm -hmm. So I was doing what I could do and that was cooking, making sure, you know, the music was good, that everybody had a drink. And Robbie's was, you know, physical affection. And that's like making sure we're all interacting with each other, <laughs> just, hugging. I'm just, I'm just seeing these, like, Robbie and Geronimo making out and you just being the servant. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but this is the thing. This is the, this is the thing. Ro uh, Geronimo's was also acts of service and, like... That can get in the way then, can't it? No, it, I actually right. think it was a really positive um, thing for Robbie to see. Like, Geronimo was cleaning up everything. Like, he would literally clean all the tables. He'd make sure everything was, you know, clean after I'd cooked. So it was like we're actually working in a team mm. to make sure we all felt comfortable and mm. happy and safe and everything was valued. moving. And valued. Yeah. And that's the thing. That is the that is the beauty about that situation mm. is somebody else coming into your relationship can actually show you your shortfalls as a partner I saw how Geronimo and Robbie were interacting and that was a lot of physical affection, but respectfully. Mm -hmm. um, love languages that I wasn't used to, like 
eye contact and mm. caressing and all that stuff. Like I could witness that and be like, wow, this this is teaching me how I can do that for my partner. Mm. And vice versa for Robbie. It's that might sound simple. Check <laughs> out the bins. But, but he <laughs> saw how somebody else coming into the relationship and doing that for me was such a uh, you know, big moment and how it made me connect to him more easily and mm. you know brought down my barriers a little bit. That was a huge, you know, learning so you, curve. So you learn, you both learn from the whole, ex- from Geronimo, how to love each other more. Exactly. Right. So Geronimo came in and actually it's quite funny how it happened because he was the perfect catalyst because he was strong in areas we were both weak in. Right. For each other. Mm. So it was like, oh, we've got this competition that comes into our healthy competition that comes into our relationship and shows us how to be better partners for each other. Mm. That's a huge bonus and a huge positive. And mm-hmm. that's something that I will treasure forever because he, from that situation moving onwards, me and Robbie have been better partners for each other. Our sex life has been better. Our everything has been better. That's a positive. That's a positive. Yes. All positive. Not all positive, <laughs> no, but this is the thing. I think whilst we're vulnerable, young people that don't necessarily have the answers and we're put on that stage, like there's a lot of mind games that goes on because you don't know what is going to happen next. Do you know what I mean? And that is where things started to break down, in my opinion. I think going into, you know, consensual non-monogamy with in that situation... My goal was to overcome um, my lack of confidence at times in sexual situations. Mm. So that was my goal. Mm. Like, I, as a gay man, like I used to go out when I was single and the only time I'd hook up with people was when I was drunk. And I think that's quite common for a lot of gay people. It's it, common for a lot of straight people. A lot of straight people. It's common, yeah. Like, mm. people lack that confidence during intimacy because Mm -hmm. of trauma because of what i don't know there's a Mm. whole host of reasons i'm sure for gay people that's worse because there's the shame you know there's a lot of people feel shame there's also the culture Mm. gay culture is heavily leaning towards drugs and alcohol Mm. so it's so easy to fall into that trap where you're like hold up i've not had sex with anybody sober and Mm. that was where i was at before i got into this relationship and so then for me to get into a relationship let my guard down fall in love with somebody have sex with somebody often regular and understand what you know positive healthy sexual relationships look like Mm. and then to try and figure that what that looks like when somebody else comes into the situation when I can't rely on drugs and alcohol that was the barrier that I was trying to get over. That was a huge thing for me to overcome. And I overcame that. And I was mm. so proud of myself mm. for doing that. But then after that, that's where things started to, you know, deteriorate a little bit. Because I'd pushed myself to my limit to get to that point. I'd already ex- exhausted my energy. Your emotional energy. My emotional energy to get to that checkpoint. And Robbie, up until that point, had been right by my side and been like, you know, my biggest champion and supporter. Like, we can do this. Mm. I'm so proud of you. Like, we were in therapy together and pushing for, you know, this end goal. But it, I think that's after that point, after we, you know, warmed up the room and we were all together and we were all happy. And we had this really beautiful, intimate moment. Um, I think that's where I kind of checked out a little bit because I was like, okay, got the badge. <laughs> done what I needed to do. Off we go. Exhausted myself. And then I was just like, right, <laughs> where, where do we go from here? Because ultimately, I don't let's want... to do some sightseeing. <laughs> yeah, like, babes, let's go on a date. Me and you, Robbie, let's go on a date. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, But you see, that's it was an unnatural situation mm. because had that been like a holiday fling, yeah. you'd have, you and Robbie would have gone off, done your own thing, but you couldn't. Oh, no, we couldn't. And this is part of the problem. Like, mm. we were in such a remote place. Like, we couldn't just call a taxi and go off here and there like mm. we were li- there was a beach and a few restaurants and literally that was it and the villa with mm. everybody else everybody else has got their own shit going on like 
you, you're in this villa living with all these people that are going through some fucking crazy shit and you're trying to make sure you're okay <laughs> going through your own traumas. So it's like you're walking around and it's like one issue after Dead the other. Dead bodies here, Dead, there. <laughs> literally, metaphorically, people have been slain left, right and centre. Like, you all watched Corsica. You all saw how crazy it was. I was just like, let me make sure I'm did, okay. Did we see everything? Girl, I told you, you saw the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> And this is the thing. I actually think what they saw on the show was more palatable. Yeah. What <laughs> Some happened? people's behaviours was crazy. Mm. Really crazy. But I think back to my point with me and Robbie, I think things started to break down between us when I was just at the point where like, I was so proud of myself, but I hadn't necessarily got that reassurance and that celebration and that like mm. wow we did this let's pause and make sure you're okay like from there Robbie had been injected with this drug and like he from all accounts has told me like all he felt was magic like, he was in an environment that he'd fantasised about his whole life. Like, he wants to be a successful person. He was in this £20 million mansion, getting his best life, living his best life, like, with his boyfriend, the person he loves, and we're, we're experiencing something magical with this other person that's come in, and it's this big surprise. Like, Robbie's just finished his university degree. <laughs> like He proper relaxed. <laughs> yeah, like, everything was hanging out. Like, he was like, bitch, I'm having the best time ever, but... You weren't quite there. I We weren't on the same page. Like, I'd just got to one checkpoint, and he'd finished the race, and he was so happy with himself, and I was just <laughs> like, oh, damn. So then this is where the huge issue came, because the limerence and the, you know, the compersion that he was feeling are all such, like, amazing, to intoxicating emotions. But for me, I was on... A different page like I was just like I'm so thankful that I've like done this now I just want to collect my thoughts and like process like, process where we go from there but this is the thing when you are naive and you you know have never been in a situation you thought you'd like, be on the same like feeling that amazing yeah, yeah, euphoric yeah. feeling yeah yeah but, but you weren't but I weren't like where Robbie was feeling compersion and all these amazing things I then started to feel jealousy because like I w I couldn't feel those things because yeah. I was so I, I was so you know happy with what I'd achieved mm. and that was hard to achieve but it was little I think what Robbie assumed was that once we opened that door the door was open <laughs> and we could just go in and out whenever we wanted but and I understand why mm. because f that could be the case for some people, but it wasn't the case for me. Mm. Um, that was the case for him. And so we were in this just weird space where it was like, I'm now telling you that I need you to like rein it in. But because he was on that liquid soup of, you know, <laughs> ecstasy, he could he he struggled to hear what I was saying. And it's just floating around on his cloud. cloud you're in nine. The pits. I was in the pits and I was like, girl. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, we have such a strong relationship. We communicate all the time. Like, whilst we was in Corsica. People are, are always saying they're doomed, that it was doomed from the beginning. But I think you've probably been more, through more than most straight relationships well, this in is a very thing. short time. This is the thing. We have a strong relationship. Our communication is 10 10. Like, people on, in Corsica were coming up to us, like, I want a relationship like you. Harvey, Rez, like, all of these people were mm. so, you know, positive about mm. our relationship. And if you ask them to this day, they still say great things. Mm. This one subject has been the hardest thing we've been through. But it wasn't, it wasn't just because of um, the threesome kind of thing or the you know, thruple. No. It was because there was, there was just, obviously it wasn't on your terms. It yep. wasn't at your speed. Exactly. And you didn't get to really choose the that, person. That's the thing. It's like, <clears throat> I think, you know, Geronimo was an amazing person, but he 
wasn't my type mm. per se. And so like, yes, I, we did those things and it was beautiful and it was amazing, but ultimately that's all it was to me. Mm. And to Robbie, he started to get a feel, catch feelings for Geronimo because mm. Geronimo was touching all those buttons that I was lacking. And so Robbie was just like, whoa, this is everything that I've been asking for. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I consensually, I was like, yeah, you can kiss, you can do whatever, like, that's fine. But it got to a point where I was like, hold up. <laughs> Am I You're okay in the with kitchen this? Cleaning and this like is the thing. There was staring lovingly into each other. There was eyes. a moment that was exactly like that, and I was just like, "Do you know what? Like, I just want a bit of praise here from mm. my boyfriend, and that's where I just started to feel like he'd Revolution. failed me a little bit, and I I felt the mm. anchors that we'd you know spent so long digging and making the foundations for this beautiful house that we'd metaphorically made for ourselves." had just started to crumble because I was like, hello, <laughs> nobody's nobody's here. Like, what the hell? Like, you're over there kissing this person. But he was in this, you know, soup of emotions. And I, I get that. So then when we, so then I, the next day I was just like, this has to stop. Mm. Like, I'm going through something. Mm. Please hear me out. And, you know, I felt terrible for doing that because this, I don't want to be the person that's putting a stop to something that we both agreed to. Mm. But what I didn't agree to was being pushed to my limits. But that's part of the show. Whenever would I find myself in a situation where I'm in a 20 million pound mansion <laughs> on a three week holiday with this beautiful man and my boyfriend, mm. ex just focusing on getting to a point where we can safely experiment and do these mm. things like it's not your norm and yeah. that's why it pushes your relationship <clears throat> to the extreme because mm. it's it's almost unnatural and it's funny it's because tempting it's tempting. everybody says oh it was joel that that wanted to do it and now he doesn't and that you're controlling but just because you came out with the first sentence yeah. on camera they yeah. think oh it was his idea that was something that was discussed. It was our idea. Exactly. It's but because you plan. vocalized yeah, it yeah. on film, it's like, well, it was Joel's idea in the first place. You but, know? but that's the thing as well. Mm. Like on camera, yes, I come, came across as the one leading the charge. But that was just. But that's just mm. my confidence. That's how I roll. Mm -mm. Do you know what I mean? And Robbie's a bit more reserved in those situations. Mm. Unlike maybe other people, you are straight to the point i am straight to the point <laughs> i think when say... i know my point this is the thing <clears throat> it takes me a while to process mm. things and so like there, there was a moment where the joy started to turn into jealousy and that was i've never felt jealousy before mm. and never. i was not like to that extent. I've never <laughs> been jealous of somebody like hello like i love my <laughs> life i've had a great life so far like I've always been that bitch that's like, I'm I'm happy. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like I don't. I'm in my lane. I'm doing my shit. Even when shit goes wrong, like I'm always like, whatever. I'm supposed to be on this path. I'll get through it. But I've never felt such emotions. Mm. And this is like the the <clears throat> whole picture is like every emotion you feel in that situation is heightened, mm. which is a great thing. Like I felt it's. I felt more alive than ever. Mm. I've never felt that alive. But at the same time, it was like too much. It was too much. Because mm. it was all just like, you. one minute you felt deep love and then jealousy and then empathy and like every but emotion. I think the, the problem is you just can't get away from it. In normal That's life, it. you can go out for a walk, That's clear it. your head, yeah, yeah, have yeah. a day exactly. away, do whatever. In that environment, you no. just can't escape it. No, and this is the thing like Geronimo was really respectful to our relationship and he is a great guy. Mm. It's just like we as a couple weren't ready for that <laughs> level of intensity. Would you say that, cause I think it's about contracting. Mm. Robbie will understand this, something like this. Well, relationships it's, are contracts. Yeah, it's they contract. Are, yeah. And 
there's a difference between monogamy, open relationships. Yeah. So are you looking for... And polyamory. That's and polyamory, yeah. yeah. Are you looking for an open relationship where you have the one night stand yeah. with somebody, come away, and it's not emotional or anything? Or are you wanting like a three-way relationship with somebody mm. that stays? Because what you had in Corsica was the polyamorous situation it where was leaning towards polyamory exactly where you're living together yeah. and, and and that's, that's not i don't think that's what you know that's, that's where i for. started to check out because i was like hold up <laughs> this is not what i asked for the thing is in there's so many levels to open relationships mm. and the more you read into it the more interesting it gets mm. i think ultimately me and robbie want to be our fully actualized selves. Like I, out of love, I want to be my authentic self and out of love, I want him to be his authentic self. Mm. And so in a in our relationship, it, it's how does that fit together? Mm. How do our authentic selves You don't know your together? own rules yet. You don't no, know we're figuring exactly it, what We're figuring want. it out on the fly. And mm. this is the thing, when you go into a relationship and a situation like this, you have to be open to being hurt. Mm. And that's where that's what real love is. It's it's tolerating a situation, and it's being patient in a situation, mm. and it's being level headed. And that's what I always try and remain to be. Mm -hmm. um, there's moments where I get taken out of that and I act stupid on camera or whatever. Mm. But ultimately, that's what my form of love is. I want to give you that space to be yourself, and I want to give myself the space to be mm. myself too. Robbie has expressed to me that he is more polyamorous and I've expressed that I'm maybe more monogamish. Mm. And so that situation monogamish. Monogamish. No. Which is which is mm. basic monogamish basically means that I'm happy to have a one night stand. But you, my partner, you are my primary person that I love. Get your love from. And that mm. I'm happy to be with. And affection. Yeah. And the other's just fun. And yeah, the other, the third is just fun. But he would prefer Robbie's what, like two husbands. Robbie thinks that love is, you know, expansive. Which it is. It is. It is. Mm. And there's all types but and all relationships forms of love. don't need to be. <laughs> they don't need to be. No, no, not not the one that you're laying in bed with and mm. I share a house with and all. That. To mm. me, that's how I think anyway. Mm. But Robbie wants a house share. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie thinks, do you know what? I can see the beauty in how he thinks. Um, I know that, I think my therapist put it to me very interestingly because I was like, in, in therapy, I was like, show me an example of, you know, a public throuple that mm. is doing so well. And show me an example of how I'm supposed to be feeling secure in a throuple. Mm. Like, re relationships are hard enough with just two people. Like, imagine mm. throwing another one in there. The communication goes up. Like, all these things go up. The emotions are heightened. Like, you have to worry about... Do you know what I mean? Like, we've got enough going on in our lives. Society makes you work like a dog. Like, <laughs> you've got your family to worry about. You've got your friends. Like, I don't need another man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I value um, stability. And my therapist was like, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean that it's not in existence. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean that you won't feel more secure in that situation. Monogamy in itself is a structure that is formed on the basis of an illusion of security. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That security is ripped away as soon as somebody cheats on you. Don't be force-fed this narrative that you can't feel safe and secure in whatever relationship type you choose to have. Hmm. And so that's something that I'm now coming to terms with. Is like, but it doesn't mean that you also have to do it. It's not, not for everybody. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and this is the just thing. Just because nobody's seen it yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just doesn't mean that you have to be the one to do it either. But how can you know unless you try? And that's mm. where I'm at. It's like, why not try? But so, try at my own pace. Yeah, not and on TV. Not <laughs> on TV. And this is the thing. I think one of the questions somebody sent me was, um, do you think it's important to keep some of things private? And I think you now, 
now I think it is because I cannot expect people that, you know, run this TV show to understand something that I can't even understand. Mm. I don't understand the situation it's that like, I'm in. Joel so. and Robbie want a threesome. Here's a guy. Crack on. <laughs> and <laughs> that's great. But at the same time, like, we don't have the answers and it's yeah. ugly. It's beautiful. It's like all these things. Mm. But it takes its toll. It really does. Mm. And so, and you're also at the mercy of the viewers. The comments how's, like this goes against the grain. Yeah. Big time. Mm. People are so scared about I mean, this subject. I mean, made in Chelsea viewers. <laughs> I don't oh, think yeah. The, most... the cheap seat girls. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to all my amazing fans and friends. <laughs> They're not in the cheap seat. No, no, <laughs> you're not. Some people are old school made in Chelsea. Yeah. They were there when all the cast members were very rich. Yeah, you know, and I don't think that's quite the case anymore. They're not no, as no, rich no. anymore. It's these people are more working class. I mean, rich. I wouldn't say working class. There's they all work. The work, yeah, a lot of them work very hard. They're not trust exactly. fund babies. No, um, which they were in the beginning. Yeah, I think a lot of them have names, and a lot of them come from well-to-do families, mm. and a lot of them do live in Chelsea, mm -hmm. but they're not the same type of mm. upper echelon, like old money, aristocracy. Mm. Not all of them anyway. Mm -hmm. Some of them are. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the show's trying to be a little bit more diverse, which I rate. Mm. I think the more diversity, the better. Like, look at me. Why am I on a show like that? It doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense. Mm. But it does. Yeah. <laughs> It does because you're there. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you do mix with those people and above those people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mix with everybody. But that's the thing. You can put me in any situation and I will find mm. people that I like. So do you actually hang out with the cast members? Off screen? Mm. Um, There's... A few that I absolutely adore. Like, I love Liv Bentley. Like, you can't really say who you adore. That's oh, of course I can. <laughs> on. Of course I can. <laughs> I think more so, like, you know, when we were in Corsica, we all really did connect. Like, it, we are a dysfunctional family. Some people do have the guard up because you don't know what somebody else is bringing to the table. You know, when you're filming. Yeah. And then. You you do you choose who you're filming with first of all, and then do you know who's showing up? Because it's like you sat there filming, have a nice drink, and then somebody walks in. Well, that's part of the anxiety. <laughs> that's part so of the you anxiety. Don't know. So every time you sit there, you're like, that's. I hell? think that happens often. But I think most of the time, you know who you're filming with, and you can drop them a text and be like, oh, "Are we filming together?" But sometimes you have no idea. Right. Or sometimes you might know who you're filming with and then somebody else walks in. So then that's... So it's a shock value. Especially whilst I was going through that, when we got back to London and things started to play out, I was like, damn, I don't know who's going to walk through that bloody door. Ready for Geronimo. Like, you just Geronimo therapy just about it. Through. <laughs> like, as much as Geronimo was respectful, I, at that time, didn't know, because I wasn't in contact with Geronimo, if he would come. Mm. I later messaged him once I'd like got over myself and had a bit of time to breathe and he said no I wouldn't come like I I want to respect you guys mm. like, I need I, I know that you guys need Cause, space yeah because Freddie was inviting well this is a thing allegedly Freddie mm. wanted to invite Geronimo but I was just like we've literally got back from Corsica last week I've gone, I've made a lot of, you know, realisations. My boyfriend's just kind of told me that he's caught feelings for Geronimo. L respectfully, give us some space. And the situation is, if Geronimo came to London, how we film the show means that he would most likely be on set for an event day it, for like 12 hours. So it's it's I, like people go, well, just, you don't have to see him. You do. You're I contractually would, obliged. Contractually, <laughs> if we were filming a day scene together, he'd be on site. And I think that's what people don't realise mm. is you, in that situation, it's like you live in this little village where you can't get away from each other. You and all that, work together. And that's why people, <laughs> you know, a lot of people say in the comments like, 
the group is so like incestuous, like they're all in each other's pockets. <laughs> you're get, locked together. It's because we film together, we we go on holiday together, like we, we also have the incentive that like if you, you know, spend more time with this person and there's more beef with that person, you get more airtime. You so get more pay. You get more pay. Like <laughs> you get more followers. So mm. there's that unspoken. So word. everybody wants there to be a story. Yeah, it's like in EastEnders is scripted, and when yeah. people get the good script, they're like, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna like I'm doing a mer- I'm yeah, you yeah. know gonna be in a car crash or something." But for you, it's like that's your real life. But this is the thing: if you bring it. You get paid more. You get more airtime. And so, as a couple, we're like... Is it worth it? Well, we're wanting to remain truly authentic to ourselves, but people will happily run a mile with a story and they'll run a mile with what they believe. But you'll get them the airtime. We're not. And so, Mm. for us, like, we're at this stage now where we've come back from London and we're filming and we've you know, spoke about the tail end of Corsica. But now we're at a stage where we're actually healing and we're not filming. So the tea, you haven't f- filmed we the haven't, healing good bits? The... We haven't filmed in like eight weeks because maybe... You know, bringing drama. I think the structure <laughs> of the show is so heavily leaning towards drama when actually this is a situation that's actually beautiful, but it has been messy. So essentially <clears throat> you saying that Geronimo, you don't want to film with Geronimo, mm. has affected how much you film. Well, I don't... had you filmed with Geronimo, there'd have been more drama. But it ultimately, it wasn't me line. that stopped that filming. Geronimo no. said that he didn't want to come, mm. so he didn't come. Mm. And so we're now in a space where it's like, okay, we just need a moment to breathe. Mm. And then that moment turns into weeks and months (laughs) and this is the issue this is why Robbie maybe didn't want to be here today because when you're healing from something it's it's a positive example from like relationships are not pretty all the time that's a fact you can't be happy in a relationship all the time there's compromise that has to be made there's apologies there's healing like how does that healing look how did we get to a space where we are still together Mm -hmm. and that is where the interest stopped mm. from filming. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, you are held at this image of constantly being this person that's in this perpetual cycle of trauma when we're actually saying the healing is actually really interesting. Mm. And how we got to this stage is through learning from Geronimo, being better partners for each other, showing up in the ways that we both needed it more and finding a new form of love that was even more deep and even more exciting for the two of us and knowing each other to a deeper level. Like, so it's been, so you're in a good place. We're in, like, we're not fully healed. There's, there's. You still don't want to see Geronimo. <laughs> no, do you know what? I've got a lot of love for Geronimo and I could mm. see him now mm. in a platonic way. Oh. Robbie still has feelings for him. Mm. I can respect that, whatever. But I mean, I'm more secure within myself because I know how to love better and I'm receiving a better form of love. Like mm. Robbie's waking up in the morning and he's trying to take care of me in the ways that I've taken care of him, which mm. I've never seen before. Like, it might sound stupid, but even seeing somebody want to wash the dishes for you and you know, help you around the house to make your life easier so then you can work. And, you Mm. know, he's got all this time off now and he's dedicating himself to being a better partner. And I respect that. Mm. And that makes me love him more. Mm. But nobody wants to see that. I was, I was, yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to see that. We're not allowed to show that. Mm. How do you show that on this format? Yeah. That's, that's the issue. So the, where you're at now is a good a good relationship. It was so funny when you said to um, Freddie, mm. he said, oh, I'm in a dilemma now. And you were like, no, there isn't a dilemma. He's not coming. <laughs> I was like, yes, you stand up for yourself. Yeah. But, but some people are like, that's controlling, that's it. 
But this is your frigging life. It's my frigging if life. You, and I'm, if you don't control it, yeah. other people other will people for will. you. And this is the mm. thing. I think that is an important fact is you've got to stand up for yourself in that yep. situation. Of course. And for your relationship. Yeah, you've got to speak up. And that's the thing. In that moment, I was like, hold the hell up. Everything that I've worked mm. so hard for, everything that the younger me, you know, has craved, all these traumas that I've overcome, I'm not let, gonna let somebody come in and di dictate how I'm about to lose the things that I've worked so hard for. Mm. I'm not, so I'm gonna put my foot down. Mm. I'm gonna make Robbie see the light, which he did. <laughs> and like, it was just a moment like, let's take away from, let's take ourselves away mm. from that and like collect our thoughts and heal and let the dust settle. Like mm. sometimes that's all you need, mm. but to be constantly put in the firing line, of course you're gonna Pucked act out and put. Yeah. I was like, girl. <laughs> so what would you say has been the biggest lesson from that whole experience? Consensual non-monogamy is something that should be practiced. Um, maybe in a more private setting for me and Robbie <laughs> because this was a, f uh, uh, a situation that we didn't have the answers for. And I, like, I don't necessarily think it was the safest space to try it out the first time. Mm. Um, part of being vulnerable on TV takes you to a space that you are, you know, very sensitive to things. And it, it just... And then hearing people's thoughts online is mm. it can really horrible it can really damage your mental health mm. and i think it's, it's a shame that the healing part hasn't been as public as the mm. you know but that's why the you drama did this. so you get to say your piece yeah really. it's just important to remember that me and robbie chose to do this together and would do it again Mm. I would actually do it again. Not because on TV. <laughs> not on TV, but I'd do it again because what we've actually learned from it has been amazing and it's mm. been healing. And now, as the show's coming out from London, is where things started to deteriorate. And so that's the hardest part for me to watch. I haven't even watched episode one of London because I'm like, I can't. Mm. That just reminds me. Because like, you were, I could tell by your face, you were like, yeah. I mean, I laughed because we laugh, we don't <laughs> cry. <laughs> but it's I can tell that you were in pain. I was in pain, bitch. Because mm. I thought, wow, my life's crumbling apart around <laughs> on me. On TV. On TV. <laughs> I was like, damn. But it wasn't either of our fault. Like, mm. we were just on a ride. Mm. And now the dust has settled. Like, you can really just sit and both of us sit and we look at each other and we're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, that was actually crazy. But you just go along for the ride and then afterwards you're like, oh shit. Mm. That was messy as hell. Mm. But that's why I'm thankful for it though because like we were now in a situation where it's like, <sighs> mm. okay, we've learned that. Let's collect ourselves. We're in a good place now. There's still some more healing to do, but like, we're in this together, we've learned loads of stuff. Like, do you know mm. what I mean? And I'd still do consensual non monogamy again. I'm not here yet for a polyamorous relationship. Mm. I'll put that on the record. And you don't want loads of inboxes from Liz and Skelly's. I mean, <laughs> <No>. they're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was um, Dr. Tara mm. from Maths yes. said that the way things are going in 10 years time a lot of relationships will be monogamish and i'm not surprised mm. my thing is just because it's not my generation's no. way of doing things yeah people are like it's wrong it's damaging yeah. it's this it's that but i think what you're doing is you're kind of dating in a relationship well, i dated yeah. like and you know you serial dated yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that I did that and I grew and developed and, yep. and learned who I wanted to be with. But you're doing that together. Together. And that, that's beautiful. It, it's just a different way of doing it. It's isn't a it? different way of doing it. But at the same time, like, why should you break up because of cheating? People in, have. It's not cheating, though, is it? No, I'm just saying. No, it's not in how we. Oh, are. right. I'm but saying in a monogamous relationship, people break up because of cheating. Because it's betrayal and. And there's a dishonesty. lack of trust and it's dishonesty. Yeah. So, what we're doing is actually saying, 
we have these needs, we have these urges, we have... Let's be open and honest about them and share them. Exactly. And, yeah. As soon as a man stops being honest about, or a woman, about their needs, um, that's where they get to a point where they cheat and then how do they mend mm. a broken form of trust? Mm. I think in our situation, you know, part of my healing was actually just understanding I'd been pushed beyond my well, limits. There was some That's trust it. broken because you were like, I thought it'd end here and Robbie's end was here and that wasn't correctly communicated. Yeah, it, that was a a, a a lack of communication, I guess, or breakdown in communication, inexperience. Mm. Um, that's something Robbie needs so to So then work. you felt that betrayal yeah. and that jealousy. Exactly. And it was like, oh. Yeah, I think where... Robbie needs to learn and grow, or, and he has. And if we applied it again, like he'd be more in his body and less in his emotions. Like he'd be more conscious and he'd be able to say, this is liquid soup of, you know, amazingness, mm. but I still need to show up for my partner in the ways that he needs. And for me, it's just to be more vocal and honest mm. and, you know, steadfast in the things that I'm feeling from the jump because that's important in mm. relationships. So, yeah, I, even though it was hard <laughs> and very uncomfortable at times, Painful. I'm happy that we've mm. started on this journey because now it feels like we've opened Pandora's box and we're ready to do it again, but in a way that's, you know, less, that is more private and more, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, the, we still have these that emotions. That you can have control over it. Exactly. And set the rules instead of somebody else. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where it kind of went wrong, That's isn't where it? it went wrong. Like, it, this is the thing, loads of couples especially end up leaving Made in Chelsea because it's so strenuous on their relationship because you put in situations mm. that you don't, have full autonomy over. Mm. You don't know what will happen on the show. It's like if you're in a relationship and your partner's sort of develop developing feelings mm. for someone, or you, that partner can then go, okay, I need, you know, that I'll person can be like, I need to step away yeah, yeah, from yeah. the situation. In that, you can't because you no, work exactly. with them. That's so it. it's like, and then, you know, you'll do a scene with them. And then things go further and further and yeah, and this, you're just out of control. This is why I empathise with Robbie because mm. I know that wasn't necessarily the most natural natural situation. Mm. It was a great situation and I'm very blessed and honoured to have had a situation like that. But at the same time, like, it's a slippery slope mm. for everybody But involved. I think you have <coughs> that self-confidence that yeah. you can go... Hold the hell up. You yeah. don't care about earning money. Well, you do, but not to money. the detriment of everything else in your life. Yeah. And you have good emotional intelligence yeah. that you will just go, hell to the fucking no. But that's the thing. I am not being pushed there. Whereas no. not everybody's like that. No, and some people are hungry to have airtime. Mm. Some people are toxic enough just for the airtime. Mm. Like, they don't care. Some people are out there being ruthless just for TV. Mm. And that's what I can't get behind. Yeah. But it's a game. There's mm. clicks within the game. There's there's people that push certain narratives. And mm. Do you know what I mean? It's the Hunger Games and it's we're all the here Hunger games. watching. <laughs> it is the Hunger Games. That's the thing. And it's like, hold on. I don't need this that bad. Like, I want to be authentic. I don't want to lie. Yeah, I don't I want, want to make stories up. No. Mm. And that's what that's what you could do. Mm. If you really wanted to. It's probably what people do. As you listen to my voice, you will feel obliged, obligated, compelled to subscribe, like and share. What do you see as the overarching positives of a situation like this? Of as your a, situation. Of, of my situation, like a, a consensual non-monogamy situation. I think for the right people, mm. and I think it's in, important to break <coughs> down the social norms. Yes. Uh, that, for me, is important. It's not for everybody. It wouldn't be for me. No. I'd end up probably in prison, bludgeoning <laughs> in someone to death. <laughs> and, you know, I'd have, I'd, have met, I'd have to go through, I think, you know, months of unpicking all yeah. lots of shit. Because as human beings, mm. we, our 
main aim is to fit in with the pack. Yes. But the pack, the culture is ever changing. Yeah. And you're further down the line. So for me to get to where you are, mm. there'd be, you know. Well, we're a subculture, really. Yeah. And we, as the, you know, the gay community, and mm. no, it's not just the gay community. No, there's the people, straight people do the this. Straight the people straight people that do people. it. Um, I think we are a minority. Mm. And so from the outside looking in, of course people are going to hate because it's like... Mm. Maybe... I think a lot of straight people um, will probably be scared to step outside the norm. You've already left the building. That's the thing. As <laughs> so a gay you don't man, care as much. <laughs> the closet, the building, we left it, baby. Yeah. So we don't care. So it's like mm. I've questioned one thing about myself that's against society. Why don't we? Why not question the whole lot? Yeah. I'm on a path of questioning every societal role I think within it's, myself. What is important is critical thinking. Yes. And not just being in that tunnel vision of this is the way things are done. This is what's best for everybody. Yeah. It's critical thinking yeah. and asking why. Why can't I do that? Why can't I do this? Yes. And everybody's, you know, critical thinking is an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And when I see people with like, you know, that question things or whatever. Yeah. Even in these groups made in Chelsea when they're like, he did this and that she the did that. And it's groups. like, you think, have a critical brain. Think about it. Read between the lines. There's well. nuances. But it's, it's not black and white. Yeah, not everybody has that critical mind. No. And it's good that you do and you question things because you can change culture. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Me and Robbie said, we don't want to be martyrs for this culture change like ultimately no. our relationship comes I think you, first and yeah. we're protecting that you can you can stand up there and go do you know what i want to show mm. this yeah but if you produced and directed and edited the show that yeah. would be perfect oh, but yeah. you don't no we don't so you end up then you can be martyrs for the cause and which is something thing. that you obviously we don't want that about. so mm. we're just protecting our relationship from this point mm. forward and trying to figure things out in a healthy respectable manner mm. but i want to thank everybody that is sending us nice messages because those are nice when people actually can see the nuance and the the forms of communication that it takes loads of people are in relationships it takes, some people can't take a glimpse at someone no. else or an upset word well, or that's anything the thing. whereas you're going through it and yep. it is making your roots so much stronger exactly people know? get jealous literally from the the man or the woman or the other partner looking at somebody else mm. or them liking a picture mm. like get a grip mm. <laughs> i haven't got that grip grip a hammer hold on to something baby please are you that insecure I am. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't think I'm that bad. But yeah, it's not. But something. I see it often, and yeah. I'm like, oof, that's that's mm. not cute, babes. Yeah, it's not a cute look. Let your man like a picture, like it's not the end of the world. <laughs> that's what I think. Mm. But I'm just different. Yeah. But I'm also a lot more free. I'm not shackled. Mm. So yeah, each to their own. <laughs> Some people like the shackles. Yeah, some people do. That's their comfort zone, and I respect that. Mm -hmm. But it's not for me. 